Welcome to the podcast series AfriCast. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Jamie, Marius and Patrick. And we are students of the Technical University of Munich with different study backgrounds. Africa is an emerging continent. In particular, Ghana is one of the fastest growing economies worldwide. We would like to raise awareness for the academic environment in Ghana. But why do we focus only on Ghana? Last year, the Technical University of Munich established a scientific collaboration with different universities in Ghana. We have the impression that there's a lot of potential for more people to learn about this. So we hope that this podcast sparks your personal interest and that you share it with your friends and family if you liked it. And now, enjoy. Welcome. We have a special guest today. So thanks for being here with us today. Can you maybe introduce yourself to the audience? Right. Thank you for having me. My name is Dr. Samuel Dodu, and I'm born in Ghana. I grew up in Ghana, and I came to Key University when I had to do my master degree in uh, my bachelor degree first in uh, BSc Physics. Afterwards, I moved to Germany to pursue my master program. Okay. Luckily, I had the opportunity to uh, join a program called Polymer Science in the master program. It was jointly uh, offered by the Technical University of Berlin, the Humboldt University of Berlin, Free University, and also uh, University of Potsdam. So you could see it's very interesting that at the end, you yeah, have yeah. certificate from all these four big universities. Four, four universities? Four universities, oh, Okay, yeah. so it was like a joint program <laughs> in Definitely, Berlin with four right. universities. And after I was done, I had an offer to pursue my PhD at the Technical University of Berlin. And I was also given a teaching assistant position. So whilst I was uh, pursuing my PhD, I was also taking care of students in terms of uh, preparing them for their um, questions, exams, also lectures, yeah. marking uh, their scripts and also uh, supervising their lab works. Okay, so you also have some experience in academia I here did, in Germany. I did, yeah. right. So. I guess when I was finished, I had opportunity to return back to Ghana where there was a position waiting for me at the physics department. And there I took up the position as a lecturer and I worked with the Department of Physics for five years. Yeah. At the University, University in yeah. Ghana, yes. There during that time, I also had opportunity to pursue MBA in finance because apart from the lecture, day-to-day -day activities, I was given responsibility which are administrative, so I had to sharpen my skills in uh, business ah, okay. Uh, okay. techniques and I had to do MBA and this was very good. So I attended the University School of Business and I had an MBA in yeah. finance. So you went like a new direction then? It you already had a PhD in polymer research, yeah. a very technical topic. <laughs> And then you decided to do an MBA on top. Right. It yeah. also makes the work also much easier because it helps you to really plan your things carefully. And also the research you are doing, their impact or their benefit in terms of economic uh, uh, um, environment. And this is what really helped me. 
Yeah. And also having to work with a lot of uh, uh, groups under you. We have PhD students, we have master students, and how to have good human relation, HR techniques, and how to manage groups and be a good leader. It helps very well. Time management and also project management. So these are very interesting yeah. things. Which so you're saying that also helped you on your way into your work life then? It did a yeah. lot. It did a lot. So what did you do after the MBA? Right. After the MBA, I was... Um, Faced with a situation whereby uh, I had to decide to come back to Germany because my family wanted to rather live in Germany rather than living in Ghana. So after five years working at the Key University, I came to Germany. And here I had the opportunity of working with a company called MGM Trading and Engineering. MGM is a big company which is involved in the construction and also engineering and project management. So I am the certified project manager for this company, and I do a lot of uh, project management, stakeholder management, coordination, you know, project yeah. controlling and all that, and this is what I do. Yeah. Also, we have projects all over the world. Though we are based in Ghana, we have projects here in Berlin as well. Yeah. And what kind of projects do you do at MGM? At MGM, I undertake the project coordination, project documentation, also project uh, <coughs> controlling to make sure cost and risk management and also make sure that everything is, the scheduling, the timing, and everything is done according to the project plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, moving to our next topic, you have a lot of knowledge in the areas of uh, renewable energy and also in the area of infrastructure. So uh, maybe you can tell us uh, a little bit about the infrastructure in Ghana and what it looks like. Right. The infrastructure in Ghana has, over the past uh, 10 years, increased very tremendously. This is because the government is pumping a lot of investment. Currently, Ghana has about five airports. And then we have two um, ports and harbors. Ghana has also um, a wide range of uh, paved road network. At the same time, when we're looking at international entry points, we also can talk about this uh, um, uh, trans-Atlantic road network, which is at the southern part of Ghana, connecting to the neighboring countries like Togo, like Benin, Nigeria, and also up north to Burkina Faso. Oh, so right. they're building a highway through all the different countries. Right, all these are all there. Ghana is also at the special location because some of the countries up north are locked, landlocked, so most of their uh, goods come through the ports of uh, Tema, and then they are shipped or cargoes are, are, are transited to these places through uh, um, our routes in Accra all the way to the north. Yeah, yeah. So the ports in Ghana, the harbors have a lot of economic activity. These economic activities are really booming up a lot, and they provide a lot of uh, revenue for increasing more development in this area. We can also talk about general infrastructure like hospitals, schools, also universities. These have increased a lot over the few, uh, past years, and it is also making the economic growth in Ghana also increase very fast. Ghana is known as one of the fastest growing economy in Africa, yeah, and yeah. this is due to our infrastructure development. So you're saying because there's so much investment into infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah. And telecommunication infrastructure is in fact, also telecommunication growing. is also booming. Now Ghana is operating in the 4G network, and it's really uh, doing well. We have international companies like Vodafone and other uh, MTN and other companies 
which are in Ghana, Etel, Tigo, and these are all you know big companies, and they are really increasing the infrastructure in terms of uh, telecommunication. Yeah, right. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. So, um, what is the infrastructure? What is the infrastructure like for people in Ghana in everyday life? Well, it is good, especially when you are in the big cities like Accra, Kumasi, and then the regional capitals. Road networks are very good. But then, when you move to the interlands, to the rural areas, the villages, we have some of the roads which are unpaved, and these make mobility very difficult for people living within these areas. Visiting hospitals are very um, difficult because when it rains the roads become very muddy yeah. and if you have normal cars and not suvs or four by four drives it is difficult to go to such areas okay so, so saying the weather makes driving on the road yeah, affects the very driving on the roads a lot and as well as the people also have uh, difficulty also moving to uh, their farms to move their produce from the farm to the urban areas. And this also impact um, economic activity in the adverse way. Because if roads access are there, the goods can move quickly to the urban areas where the selling of them will, will, will increase. Yeah. But if there are bad roads, most of the produce remain in the villages or in the farm, and the farmers don't get a good price for their work. But then also in the big cities, there's scarcity and this drive cost. Yeah. yeah and then okay. it's not affecting, uh, it's not helping people. So it has a lot of economic impacts then when economy. the road gets wet, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, when we're talking about uh, local infrastructure in terms of mobility, Ghana also have um, Lake Volta where we have ferries yeah. on the Lake yeah. Volta, which are... Uh, also help people to move along uh, the Lake Volta communities along the Volta River. There are ferries at Yeji and also Kujukrom, which people use them a lot. Okay. We have about okay. 168 kilometers of uh, waterway on the Lake Volta, oh, really? and this is really good. Okay. We have railway, but this is mostly in the western region from Sekendi, Takrade, the port city, to Kumase, through Takwa and Obuasi. These areas where... Uh, important during the time of the construction because um, minerals were produced from these areas or are still mined, oh, okay. like bauxite, yeah. also manganese. So the rails were just designed to take, I mean, to carry goods from this area to the port. Okay, so you're saying the railway is not uh, that much used for passenger transport? Currently, no. There's only a short stretch from Accra to um, Tema which yeah. is about 20 kilometers, which are meant for passenger. But then mostly from Accra to Kumasi, using the eastern region, we have only for goods. But there is a lot of uh, unused railway service. Now, though the lines are there, they are in a bad state, so the government is planning to rehabilitate this rail line so that it can also increase the mobility ah, okay. and, of okay. people and goods. Okay. Um, you mentioned Lake Volta, which is, uh, when you look at the map, a very huge lake on the eastern part of Ghana. Um, why is there this huge lake in Ghana? Right. This lake flows all the way from up north, from Burkina Faso, through down to uh, Accra or to Tema. And this lake is, as I said, is the largest artificial uh, lake in Africa or in the world, I would say, per service area. Yeah. And it is one of... Um, the major source of energy to Ghana because we have our um, dam, which is providing us hydroelectric power. And currently Ghana is producing 
roughly 4,000 uh, 4, megawatts of uh, electricity. And mostly these are exported to the neighboring countries like Togo, Benin, Ivory Coast, and oh, also okay. to Burkina Faso. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's energy also. We also have um, thermal plants, and also we have um, um, wind energy and then also solar uh, energy. All these add up to the total energy production in Ghana. Yeah, so a lot of renewable energy sources, as you're saying, thermal yes. energy, solar, wind. And Currently, also- the fraction is low, but uh, we are hoping to increase more and more especially in the uh, in the wind and also the um, solar yeah yeah energies. and it, most of the hydropower comes from the dam on Lake Volta then. exactly now we have the Akosomo dam we also have one up there Bui dam and they are producing a lot of power for Ghana and we are increasing more and yeah. more and so the government is also investing money into uh, building more renewable energy sources in Ghana yes we have currently one of the largest uh, solar farm in the southern part in the western region in near uh, Axim, and it is known as one of the uh, largest solar farms for within the African region. Oh, okay. And this is yeah. boosting our energy um, supply to the nation. And this, we are hoping that more and more such uh, projects will be developed so that we can increase more energy supply. Okay, so you're saying solar power is a big uh, topic in Ghana right now? and It uh, is, and not just Ghana, but within the West African region as well as other African countries because uh, everybody is concerned about the environment. So we are trying to make sure our energy mix is coming as well from the renewable energy so that we can tap into this. Yeah, that's very interesting that there's a lot happening in this area. And maybe going back to mobility and infrastructure, are there also changes in that area? that are happening right now? Yes, currently the mobility needs of Ghana is changing. Where we have urban centers with people always moving from work to home within short distances as well as long distances, there are different kind of vehicles which are used. Currently we have, for long distances, we have state-owned uh, buses like the STC, State Transport Corporation, and also the uh, Metro Mass Transport. These are owned by the government and they move people for long journeys, about 500 kilometers oh, within the regional yeah. capitals. Aside this, we have the minibuses called normally Trotro. They also plow the regional uh, capitals. We have taxi within short distances. There are also tricycles within the cities where people use for conveying of uh, um, goods for you know from the house or maybe from the market centers to one place or the yeah. other. So the various uh, mobility is increasing. So a lot With, of different vehicles. Yeah, yeah, various vehicles are coming. And then we are also looking at the future e-electric uh, vehicles. Are yeah, also e-mobility. Yeah. E-mobility is a topic which uh, is coming up strongly. Currently in Ghana, the infrastructure in Ghana boosts or also supports e-mobility. I was talk of Accra because we have a charging stations in Accra where electric cars can be charged. Of mm-hmm. course, one success is this uh, ACAR project, which yeah, uh, the yeah. Keio University, in collaboration with the other African university, supported the Technical University of Munich, who came up with the project. And this has been a success. For the past four to five years, the project has really seen a new startup company giving birth to call the Evo Motors GmbH yeah. right here in Munich. Here in Germany. Yeah. Here you in worked Germany. on the ACA project. Yes, I worked on the project. As you said, it was with a TUM and the KNST. Exactly. And now the startup Evo Motors came exactly. out. Exactly. Now, yeah. the engineers behind this project 
uh, Martin Zota and his colleague uh, Zasha Kobestad, mm -hmm. and they were able to come up with this project and the investors and also the advisors help for this project to see the day of light. They have produced different prototypes. The first prototype was launched or was tested on the Key University campus in 2020, uh, 2017. Okay. And also yeah. uh, 2018, they produced another prototype. The second prototype was produced. Now they've come up with further prototypes and very soon they are also about to exhibit their new prototype in the coming um, trade fair, which is the EAA in September. Yeah, the EAA, the IAA in Frankfurt. And these are fully electric vehicles. These are fully electric vehicles, which yeah. can go up to 100 to 200 kilometers. And what makes them special? What makes them special because they mix from charging as well as having a solar panel on top of the, uh, of the roof which extends the coverage or the range of... Uh, when they are fully charged, they can go as a sub to 200 kilometers. They have a speed of about 60 to 70 kilometers per hour, which is good for commuting between uh, within the cities, also from farm also to the um, urban centers. Yeah. Right. The advantage it has is because they want to produce it here in Germany and as well transfer their know-how also to Africa to produce, and there will be local content meaning that the infrastructure will be such that people can also uh, form the parts, which is the metal framework. Substituted parts of it will come from Germany, like the battery and mm -hmm. some of the uh, electric um, parts. But then most of the hardwares will come from Africa, and oh, this okay. will reduce the price so greatly. So it will be built in the region, basically. In the region. It will yeah. provide jobs for people. It will also provide avenue for research for people who are doing engineering and yeah. mechanical engineering to study more about uh, vehicle and mobility. Yeah. Right. So then the big question, of course, is affordability. Can people in Ghana afford this uh, A-car, this electric car? It is possible because people who are living in the urban centers are so concerned about the, 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 the environmental needs in, space of, uh, in terms of the, the cleanliness of the atmosphere. So they are ready to even um, pay a little bit more for yeah. electric yeah. mobility. Apart from that, because the car will be produced locally in Ghana, this will make it affordable. Yeah. Now yeah. they are looking at a maximum price of 10,000 euros. 10,000 euros. And this okay. is very yeah. good compared to most of the uh, conventional SUVs which are in town. Yeah, yeah. that sounds... Because that's cheaper than most it, electric cars It's most right cheaper now, yeah. compared to the SUVs which are in town. So yeah. it's an advantage. And I'm sure the potential for this car is very huge in Africa, and we are looking forward for partners. My company, MGM Trading Engineering, is hoping to even get investors who might be interested to partner us to start the production in Africa yeah. from 2021. That sounds very interesting. So sure. if anybody listening uh, wants to work on the project, join the project of electric vehicles in West Africa, you know who to contact. Definitely. And yeah, we are kind of running out of our time. Unfortunately, right now, we. Uh, heard about a lot of the interesting topic. Infrastructure in Ghana is a huge topic. Thank you for all the information you have given us as an expert. It was great hearing from you. Thank and you very much for also having me, and I look forward to working with you together. Yeah, it was great to have you episodes. here today. Thank yeah. you. And um, to our listeners, I ho we hope you enjoyed this episode of Africa Africa's podcast, and we also hope to see you again in the next one.